In a world where tomorrow's blockbusters reign, three millennials look back on our generation's classics, on our generation's classics, our generation's classics, and remember. Hey everyone, welcome to Millennials of the Movie House, the podcast where three friends watch our generation's beloved movies of yesterday and review them from our modern adult perspective. I'm Betsy. I'm Tracy. And I'm Serena. Gets me every time. I know. What the NPR voice? No, it's the like the second the weather girl delay or the (laughs) I don't know what in the field delay because I don't want to like talk over you guys by accident. So I'm like, and I'm Serena. (laughs) And today we are talking about, but I'm a cheerleader. Uh, 1999, (laughs) directed by Jamie Babbitt, written by Brian Peterson and Jamie Babbitt, starring Natasha Lyonne. Um, who who stars in this? And Natasha Lyonne, so many people, Kathy Moriarty, RuPaul, RuPaul, um, yep, Melanie (laughs) Linsky, Clea Duvall, just great, just great cast, really, really good cast. Every a bunch of Dante Bosco, all right, right, literally never seen him in any Michelle Williams. It was a baby role for Michelle Williams, yep, 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 yep. all right, yep, so awesome, awesome cast. I think I read somewhere that it was like they didn't realize the cast they had until afterwards. Yeah, because I think that these were like I think Clea Duvall was was pretty established at this point. I think Melanie Linsky was actually pretty established. This was after Ever After. After Ever After. Um, And there was a couple others. Yep, but not like a lot of these are like superstars. Like RuPaul has is up for a number of Emmys this year. So, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Um, all right. Quick synopsis. Serena, go. Oh, my gosh. OK, how do I describe this movie with no notes? OK, uh, it took me a minute to get, you know, figure it out. But is it like a parody? I read uh, a farce. A satire. OK, yeah, not a parody. Yeah. So it's basically uh, 1999, like everything. I don't know. Was it though? I it I, was okay. All right. It felt like it felt 1999 to me. It felt um, 1960s to me. Well, so yeah, with the with the main character. Yeah, there was a moment in the late 90s where the 50s came back. Yep, with I remember music that. and oh, yeah, meant, like yeah, all yep. this stuff, and they leaned into it in this okay. movie, and I thought okay. that was genius of them. Yeah. But I think it is technically modern day. Okay. It did she have has a Melissa Etheridge poster up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. It was, um, I did get like an early sixties vibe. Yeah, I did. Yep. But, uh, anyways, so, um, the movie opens up with, you know, what I thought was me totally different by the way, uh, the high school scene, the cheerleaders, this, that, and the other thing, everything seems to be, I don't know, I guess normal. And then all of a sudden there's like this intervention of sorts and they send the main character. Sorry. What's her name again? Megan, Megan, basically send, they tell Megan, you know, we think you're a lesbian. We're going to send you away to uh straight camp. Yep. Is that what it's called? Straight camp. Yeah, I feel yeah, like it's straight conversion version camp. camp. Yeah. I didn't realize that that was even a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that was so there were a couple things that made more sense as I got into the movie, maybe about 45 minutes in or so. Um, but <laughs> she had the girl poster up and then the makeout scene. Okay. I'm not, this is like a, not a synopsis, but like the makeout scene with her and her boyfriend, I thought he was the one fantasizing about the cheerleaders, like oh. bouncing around and it was her. 
she was the one fantasizing about the girl cheerleaders and whatever. So anyways, turns out she's a lesbian. Spoiler alert. She is a lesbian. And the basically the, the general kind of idea here is they're trying to fix them and, and bring fix quote, quote, and, and get straighten them out, straighten them out. Right. And turns out, you know, after, I don't know, what was it? A couple of weeks, couple of months, something like that. Uh, the kids, or I guess the teens, I guess they're about 17 or so. They basically kind of banded together and said, no, this is who we are. This is who we're going to be. And they, I don't know, I guess faked it until they made it graduated for their parents. But then at the end of the day, they were all kind of, this is, you know, we're going to be who we are. Right. I don't know. All right. Good job. Good job. That was good. That was good. That's a very like drawn out version of the synopsis, but I can't one line it. It's there's too much. There is a lot. Um, There's a lot going on. There's mm -hmm. another like uh, anti group in the van waiting down, oh, by, the the, down X, by the river, the XXK couple. And, um, oh my God, the woman that runs it, Mary or whatever, her son, um, a return of our beloved Kathy Moriarty. Yep. From Casper. Right. Yep. I knew it. You know what? She even had like a scene. I should have recorded it. She had a scene where she's yelling and I'm like, oh my God, this is Casper. This is, you don't catch it. You don't quite catch it in her voice until she starts yelling. And then they're like, yes, her. And I love her by the way, even though she's She's like the bad guy. I love her at being a bad guy. Um, yeah, I personally, at first I was like, what the heck are my, what am I watching here? And then I was like, oh my God, I love the cast. I love the premise. I love the movie. I love everything about it. And this is honestly like, especially with current events going on. Like this Mm -hmm. is a great movie to kind of bring back into the mix. Mm -hmm. Everything was very deliberate. Like it had everything from the colors to the costume. The amount of um, imagery that you catch. Because I actually watched this movie. I want to say for the first time, I want to say about a month ago. Um, Really? And it was just a coincidence. I came up for, for podcasts. Um, and this, so I was, I was, it was still fresh in my mind. I was able to watch it a second time around, paying attention to the visuals a little bit more. And uh, yeah, the imagery, you could watch this 20 times and catch different things every time. I think, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that said, I think that that's actually why it got panned a little bit. It it definitely got panned when it came out. I don't want to say, well, I don't say panned. What do you mean panned? The reviewers didn't take kindly to this movie when it came out. It was 1999. I still feel like people were like being wicked homophobic. That's exactly People what are still very homophobic today so, in 2022. I read a, a fantastic article in Vanity Fair. It was an interview with the director about um, the 20th anniversary of it. So it was mm-hmm. from a couple of years ago. Um, and she basically, that was how she, she was like, you have to bear in mind that the reviewers back then, they were 50, 60 year old white men. And that was it. That's it. You know, so, so I was going to say like, I want to say millennials when we were teens we were starting to be like, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But it was still scary coming out. Yeah. Yes. Like Matthew Shepard was 98. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing that the um, director talked about. And it's something that's still prevalent mm-hmm. today. Um, when you have a movie that the character, the main characters are LGBTQIA, um, they, a lot of the times they're not comedies. They're not pause. They're, you know, they're 
they're sexual orientation positive, but like they don't have happy endings. They're dramatic. They're, you know, tough situations you're dealing with and just like hard movies. And she made a point of being like, I wanted this happy comedy where they get together at the end and you see this positive lesbian couple. And, Mm -hmm. and she even talked about how, um, she wanted to make sure that there was a difference between gender identity and sexual identity in Megan, yep. because just because she's a lesbian doesn't mean she's, she still loves being a cheerleader. She still loves pink. Yep. She still loves girly. And that's yeah. all okay. Yeah. Which the, her opposite was, was it Jan? Jan? Yes. Um, yeah. She was the opposite where she looked very butch. She wore baggy mm-hmm. clothes. She had short cropped hair, mm-hmm. but she still liked men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting oh, yeah. thing that Jan. I think they were skirting some issues there and then they didn't quite delve into it, um, which I forgive them for because again, it was 1999. Well, they can only do thing. so much with a movie um, that's at this thing. point. It's early. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's take it a step back. Can I, can I read a quote real quick of an article I was reading that I, mm-hmm. I really, really liked? It says that this movie pushes society's traditionally binary views of gender, of gender responsibilities to their absolute extremes. And in doing so demonstrates just how absurd it can be. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's per- well said. Yeah. Well that's beautifully said. said. And it's so fan. pertinent 22 years on yeah. that you still, you know, we're, we still see so many stereotypes in media even if it's more accepting, if even if more stereotypes are accepting and different types, but you know, yeah, it was, it, this is just a very intelligent movie Mm -hmm. that didn't really get a good release and didn't, wasn't well received. And so it kind of fell under the radar. And, and from what I understand, it was always well loved and well accepted by the LGBT, LGBTQ, LGBTQIA. I did it. Um, can we just go by the accepted name of the alphabet mafia? Because the alphabet my, mafia. Thank you. That is yes. my favorite. That is a great term for, <laughs> I forgot about that term. So, so it, the movie was always, always well loved by that community. And I think it, it's in recent years that people are like, oh yeah. Do you remember this movie from 99? Like, Dude, it's more relevant now than ever. Yeah, it is. And it's and how many I, years? I think. Yeah. Jeez. Too many. That's um, what I mean. It was, it was rated R, right? Yes. So it was going to be NC-17 and then they edited it down. And I, I almost feel like it's, it's important to leave some of those scenes in because of what they meant. But I almost feel like it may have hurt the movie where if they had, if they made it just for teens, I feel like maybe more people, younger people maybe would have watched it. So I was 14 when this came out. I, I didn't go see it. I had, honestly, I had never even heard of it. I don't know if it was just because the credits, it wasn't in theaters that long or, mm-hmm. or I don't know. Um, but seeing it now, I can see how a movie like this is so important to, like, I remember going to see all of the teen dramas, the, the yep. 10 things I hate about you. Um, yep. yeah, all, yep. all those things. It's this movie. Yep. But for the, for the, uh, alphabet mafia, the LGBTQ plus 
but I can see how important that is to see yeah. yourself. I mean, representation is so important. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and yeah. I mean, she was again, I'm sorry, I'm going to be referencing this variety interview because it was such yes, great please. Interview. But she, you know, she said she had to kind of fight to get that NC-17 taken away. She was like, I thought this was a G movie because if you <laughs> took these characters and made them straight, it would be a G movie. Yeah. So yeah. she was having to deal with so many different issues at the time. Yep. Um. So just to get an R rating, she was happy. She was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. Still had to take, like you said, still had to take out a couple of scenes, still had yep. to change a couple of scenes, but yeah, I think she kept the integrity of the movie. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think along the same lines, she was saying not just, not just a straight cast, but the mm. things that women were doing that are women allowed are yes. allowed to do in film compared to what men are allowed to do in film. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wait a minute. What way the different. Hell? Yep. All right. Well, let's take a step back. <laughs> yeah, no, we got, I got like real worked up well, because like, honestly, <laughs> the thing about it is I feel like the reviews of this movie really were tainted because of the homophobia and that kind of stuff makes me so upset. Like love who you want to love. Apparently a big thing that the reviewers focused on also were the visuals they didn't like and and the director the director was the one who described it as it's Barbie dream house meets Edward Scissorhands yeah. and she's like that was on purpose like yeah that, that is a very point. good it was such an important part of this movie can you imagine this without that style yeah it just it wouldn't hit the same way it, it wouldn't because flat in having it that way makes a point of how ridiculous this exactly. whole thing is yeah exactly yep. Yes. Yeah. Um, but okay. Anyway. So I'm guessing we all enjoyed this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This I, is chalked us up to another movie, yet another 90s movie that I have not seen. That's what was gonna be my question was where what is everyone's exposure to this movie? Had you I, I don't know where it? I was living under I I had never even heard of it, never even like usually I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard of it or I've seen that poster. Yeah, when it came up on the on the pick you were like oh i i do not know this title nope. <laughs> yeah no nope. and serena had you heard of it or had you never heard of it never heard of it i also i only heard of this movie in the past year maybe um when we were compiling the list for this season i made a point of making sure i was catching elder millennial movies because i would call this an elder millennial movie mm -hmm. um and that popped up on a few lists and i was like oh i don't I don't know what this is. So I kind of looked into it a little bit and I mentioned it to my sister who is an elder millennial. And she was like, Oh my God, you've never heard of that movie. It's a great movie. Mm -hmm. So okay. I, I do think it was a very specific moment in time. And I think all three of us were maybe just we a little it. too young for it. Well, yeah. that's what um, I was going to say a little, and then too it just young. wasn't available for years. Yeah. You know, yeah. yep. the other thing I got to say is, I mean, it's female directed female, you know, part, co-written yep. and I was going to ask this was the this the was representation the was behind the screen it was female directed I think this was her first major um uh motion film mm -hmm. and good for her yeah. is all I can say because I feel like with this with the mixed reviews mm -hmm. I feel like she could have easily have been blacklisted in Hollywood and she wasn't because mm -hmm. she has gone on she has a, a good career under her belt yeah um uh, and I, and not that it matters, but she, she is gay. So I think she, this was very important to her to have it, um, be represented and, and have it be the way they envisioned it being. 
She talked a lot about making sure representation was (laughs) there on and off screen, not just um, sexual identity representation, but also um, uh, race and diversity. And true. We had there were multiple levels of diversity. She was Mm -hmm. was trying to push, which was great. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Can I talk about what I like to talk about? Um, The kissing. Oh my good so, lord, Jesus! That's a big part about this movie. It is. We open so, with this. Yes. <laughs> oh God, okay. Comical. Um, it's comical. And it's even, me. So when she asks her friend if, like, oh, do you actually like that? And she's like, yeah, I find it fun. I'm sorry. I identify as a straight female. That kiss did not look like fun at all. Oh my disgusting. god! It was, that was just. Yeah. It was so bad. I mean, purposely. Actually, for what it was trying to represent, it was beautifully done. Yes. Like, kudos to those two actors because it looked horrible and awkward, and yeah. which I think is what it was supposed to yep. be. Yep. Um, however, go to the kiss between her and what Graham. was Clea's Graham. I want to make a pin in her name because I want to talk about that yes. too. Yes. Yes. Um, her and Graham, on the other hand, have very good chemistry very good chemistry and a lot of people have noted that because they were actually friends before the movie Mm -hmm. so they're very comfortable around each other and they Mm -hmm. they just they had better chemistry and i'm sure that was obviously that was the whole point of the bad like you know the straight kiss versus it you know the chemistry just wasn't you know anyway i all in all both were done beautifully good i love it it passed your kiss test Um, it did (laughs) oh did it it passed it yeah it passed my kiss test so what was everyone's favorite part oh goodness i know we're gonna go back to the good old try and true questions we got going on um do you want me to go first yeah you go first don't know what it is but i think i would say my favorite part is larry and lloyd (laughs) um what is oh, yeah the, who Larry is the short, lloyd. specifically lloyd the shorter guy yeah. lloyd is he from something i like i know the actor I think from things i think he's in things but did we watch something oh you know what it is that just struck me i don't know why you know who he reminds me of sherry o'terry <laughs> oh my god yeah he does oh that's, yeah i totally that, see that yeah that's, oh yes that's, okay yeah, yeah, yeah um he was a series regular in that's so raven I think that's oh what I Oh my lord. From. That I'm like that's I watched that. Yep. Um but I couldn't place it. He his character I feel like his character represented the realistic positive voice. But um, everything I agree he was with you. saying I was like that is that is I hear those things in 2022. I hear the, yeah. that type of those types of affirmations and like he was kind to them and he was giving them, you know, he was encouraging them to make their own choices, not you have to be open. You have to be gay, but here is an alternative. Here's another option here. Here's the realistic like situations that you're going to be in, you know, I I appreciate it. And he was, I think he was the realistic. It's going to get better. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to, so yeah, I think, I think he was my favorite part. Okay. I love that. I love that. I think, I think my favorite parts were when they were separating the girls and the boys and they were teaching them like 
I think, I think their thought was, we're going to teach you traditional roles. So you know what to do and how to fit into society. Yes. And I think like the, I think it was the wood splitting that just got me. Oh my God. (laughs) It was just like learning how to do it. Yeah. And then like, when I think one guy like flipped up the the axe and it went behind them and they like, they ran because they were afraid of it. But even RuPaul was like, "Ah." yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, So I thought that was, I don't know. I think those were funny. And then like, like changing the baby's diapers and the the shenanigans that went into it. And you just really saw the differences and what's expected of people. Like, I think at one point when um, Graham was talking to one of the guys, she was like, I have a crush on him just to kind of get through this. They were, they were talking to each other. And she grabbed pieces of cake for them. And he's like, no, the man is supposed to go to get things for them. I'm supposed to serve you. And it was just this like, he had to find himself that he had to like actively think through that process. Yes. Yeah. I think this movie had a really great message. I think that if I had to pick a specific favorite part, it would probably be the message here Mm. because I I just can't believe this is 99. Like you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We've come so far, yet we haven't come so far. We've gone backwards in time. We've made strides, and then we've gone complete reverse and and shoved our faces in pillows and decided to not. I just can't. I I mean, the the movie was great. Um, Megan, her character, uh, great acting. I think that she really carried this movie and made it what it was, but I think the message here would be it, 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 that, it, I can't like, I get so worked up about this and I, I love the message here. And I'm, I'm shocked that this is 1999. I had a hard time watching Natasha Leone as the blonde cheerleader. Yeah. Because yeah. my, I don't want to say my first thing I saw her in, but the most memorable I thing I've seen her in is orange is a new black. That's yeah. the only and thing she I've seen her in. is such the hard, like, mm-hmm take yeah. no shit for nobody like uh, redhead yeah just just a i love her in orange she might be one of out my character yeah. yeah she was probably one of my favorite characters one of my faves i love that show and i think apologetic like yeah. and you know what you guys i her voice have you ever found this with certain actors where their voice is actually like a memorable voice oh god yeah even her accent a I little bit i heard her it. all the time with romy Oh, really? Oh, yes. okay. Oh, I think they, I feel like they have very different voices, but both have very distinct voices. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that they probably p- played a few similar characters, but I knew pretty much within 10 minutes of watching this movie that it was, what is it? Natasha Leone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, I didn't realize she's been around for this long because I yeah. think that orange may have made her very famous. And then when she did Russian doll, that was it. I think that, that was that was what year was that the same people it was and in this Russian doll was 2019 or it's a, it's a show so okay it's got multiple seasons this made me want to watch Russian doll because I always was like oh no that doesn't look like my cup of tea blah blah, blah. but it stars Natasha Leone and the and the director Jamie Babbitt did yep. several episodes so yeah yeah I think I'm gonna have to try I think I have to try um Russian doll can I um, change the subject mm-hmm. and talk about names? 
Yes. So her name was Graham, mm-hmm. which I relate to like Torrance. Like it's that rich uppity oh. type name yep. that like. Yep. You know oh, that's I mean? interesting. Like, you know what? And it might be because I've actually known Graham's. Oh. The only relation I it's a boy's name. In I was my gonna mind. say I I know boys named yeah. Graham, right? But like I don't think her dad would have. You know what I mean? Like that's what her dad called her. So it's not like right. it's a nickname or or a last name or something. Right. So that is her name. Yep. So yeah. All right. Anybody have any other um, notes or uh, comments on this one? Ooh. I like the, this was a, this was a nice refreshing one after piece oh crap we oh got my god <laughs> um oh i wrote that this had a similar manic vibe to sugar and spice did you guys ever see sugar and spice no was um 2001 I think, I think i saw some of it and it was about cheerleaders who became robbers because oh, one of them yeah. got pregnant and so they had to find way to make find ways to make money <laughs> And oh then, my god i did see this movie sorry it was a fun movie it honestly it's a fun movie but i think that they're and the care cheerleaders as characters just inherently have this manic ditziness to them um that they did with megan but i'm actually okay with them doing it in this movie because that was kind of the point of her character is that she can be this character but she can also be a lesbian yeah uh, so I was okay with it and sugar and spice. They like made it comedic. Like they were kind of making fun of that trope. Um, but at some point, at, at what point does it become a trope or, and, the, and then what, when does it become like reinforcing the stereotype? Yeah. So yep. playing that line can get rough. Um, I found it interesting that it was the Graham character and not the Megan character that had the crisis of conscience. Oh, at the end, you mean when like yeah. with their parents? I feel like you would have expected Megan to be the one to opt against running and Graham would have been the one to come and rescue her. But instead they had Megan to be the rescuer and the one who really confirmed her own identity first. Yeah. Um, I liked that. It was was different. I, my only other comment is I almost got a John Waters vibe in this movie. Explain. Um, so John Waters did Crybaby and, oh um, yes. Yeah. And I know that Mink stole like w- was what put it into my head. So the, she played the mother in this and she was in Crybaby. And so I think that that's what like initially like mm-hmm. put my, put that into my brain, but definitely has that like heightened stylized vibe Yes, that I, I feel like she really kind of channeled John Waters a bit. It that heightened sense of of decor and movie mm-hmm. and everything like that is very much musical. Yes. Like yes. stage, because you have to have those bold choices because you don't get a lot. You just get a couple of accent pieces to to make your point. Yes. Having said that, this was also turned into a musical. I know. And I would I would watch this on stage. I would too. Honestly. And I wish I don't think it ever made it to Broadway. No, it looked like it was just like a limited run yeah, at some random in like theater. London or something. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, which I'm actually surprised, and I almost wish it would like have a revival like yeah. now. Cause I feel like 
I don't would, know. I feel like it would do good, especially yeah. coming out of pandemic and everyone wants to like, you know, see something new. I don't want to yeah. see another. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love 80s revival, you know, stuff, but I don't want an 80s movie put onto onto the stage no, again. I don't wanna I want to watch Lee Michelle do something. I yeah, want something new. I want something yeah. new. And this is would be something new. I mean, yeah. obviously it's it's also it's a, a remission of a but, movie. Yeah. But it's a movie that most people haven't heard of or right. seen. So make it into a musical. Bring yeah. the story back to life. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. All right. Martini shot. Would you recommend this movie? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Three easy S's. And um, what else would everyone recommend? What um, what else are people watching? Um, I blame my sister-in-law, Erin. It's Ooh. called Alone. Okay. It's, okay. It's got one season on Netflix. I think it's like season six or something, but Hulu has all of the seasons mm-hmm. and it's 10 participants are dropped off in the middle of nowhere and you have to outlast and live by yourself. Everybody. Is that like alone and afraid? Uh, I, I don't know that one, but yeah, it's like survivor, but like they're prepared. They're yeah. allowed to bring like X amount of items and they have, you know, things and the people there sh- like go through a health checks to make sure they're like healthy to do this. And they should have survival skills on how, what to eat, how to eat that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It is fascinating. Interesting. Fascinating. And like they, you know, from the way they hunt and from the way they build shelters and how they procure, um, it's just different things is just fascinating. They like, they, they were only allowed to bring certain things. So one of, one of the things they could bring was like a fishing line. They didn't, mm-hmm. they weren't allowed to, or they couldn't like a fishing pole was too many things. They literally made a fishing pole with the reel and everything. Like it was mm-hmm. anyway, watch it. It's really good. Good. <laughs> Even right. if you think you're not going to like it, you get sucked in. You it's know what? Fascinating. I was, <laughs> this is, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I need, re- I, I found that competition shows and reality shows are perfect background. Yes. Perfect background. Yes. So because I, I also will, started watching the bachelorette. Like so. Well, because my recommendation this week is project runway Ooh. because I ran. So I loved the early seasons of project runway Me too. Like early seasons. I, and they're not available. You can't yeah, watch them. No, you can't. And so I was like, all right, well, I just need something. I found an all stars that was like still from 2012. But it was available and I knew some of the contestants because they were in the oldest seasons. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me watch this. And the fashion was so dated. So (laughs) dated. It was 2012. It was 2012. And it just was painful. And so I was like, all right, you know what? Getting through this makes me want to watch 2022. So let me go watch the most recent season. And the recent the most recent. It, it's fantastic it's so good because not only is obviously the fashion up to date there i feel like the the contestants they're getting are better caliber contestants they are true like masters of their crafts and the attitude of this i don't know if it's all competition shows i don't watch a lot of competition shows but especially this one all right i do watch competition shows the attitude <laughs> the attitude has started to shift and I really think it's a lot to do with Great British Bake Off 
part of the reason Great British Bake Off is so popular is because the contestants are genuinely nice to each other. They are supportive and they help each other. And it's not like, you know, the 2012 All-Stars was like, I'm going to cut your throat if you, you know, like very, very like competitive and you're not my friend, you're my competitor. Like, let's have this drama on screen, like whatever. And this season there's definitely still some drama there's some like but they have heads, to have drama but they were they are so much more supportive than i have yeah. ever seen it, it was great it was great just an attitude difference and it made all the difference in the world yeah anyway I think there needs is, to be more is, there needs to be more of those is christian serino yes christian seriano is the new tim gunn i love him i yes. watched a season of of runway maybe it was last year's like mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. and i was like i love him yeah I, and he's i great i love him so definitely recommend the new season of project runway so okay cool all right are we ready for the reveal of the next movie oh snap girl interrupted oh my god oh, yeah, yeah. just say that we just referenced that movie because I think I, Clea Duvall is in I it, I was right? going to say Clea Duvall is Guys, in that, I think. I have been dying to watch this movie. Good. I, I You know what? Brittany, I Brittany Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, um, Angelina Jolie. My mom's going to My mom's Winona Ryder. I was getting mixed up. Winona Ryder. Ryder. <laughs> um, and then Whoopi Goldberg, right? I watched. I did. Wa- I have watched this so long. Oh, 1999. Same yeah, year. Same year. Wow. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you hear, you can find more great episodes over on our website, www.millennialsthemoviehouse.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Curious about updates, extras from our episodes, or want to add your two cents about a reviewed movie? We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle for both is at the movie Millies. Check us out and make sure to follow us. So until next time, we're millennials and we'll see you at the movie house.